Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to the return of podcasting here at Maitland Presbyterian Church. (laughs) A special thanks to Antoine Hart, our communication manager, for getting us. Yeah, for getting us to do do this. Yeah, we uh, we've been away forever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When we last do this, it's been at least a year. I don't know. So we had a podcast, um, Everything Jesus Taught. And then we did questionable pastors. Yeah, and then we did questionable pastors. Oh, what it was, and then we were doing all this stuff from home for for during a pandemic lockdown. Right. And I got so sick and tired of hearing or seeing myself in any recorded <laughs> media that yeah. I just I couldn't I just couldn't anymore. Yeah, like the Zoom calls and that little box where you like hide it, but it's you and. Oh, and when we were doing like you know all the stuff on Facebook Live, which right. was awesome, but I just. Eventually, no, much. yeah. So, so now we're back, and it's no longer the Megan and Dave podcast. That's right. It is the Maitland Prez podcast. Yes. And uh, we're we're calling this Church Chat. Church Chat. Church Chat. <laughs> uh, so this will be on the uh, our regular podcast feed. Right. That also includes our uh, our sermons. Yeah, so like every other podcast, if we do it every week, which we're going to this time. Oh, totally. But every other podcast will be the sermon from the previous Sunday, and then the others will be church chat. Church chat. Church chat. And, and uh, what is church chat? Talk more about that. Well, church chat is, is exactly that. <laughs> church chat. Well, I think when I'm excited, we're here in my office, which I really love my office. And uh, uh, you might hear preschoolers screaming outside. Yes. Or uh, leaf blowers or trains. Trains go by or, a lot. Or preschoolers in the hallway. Right or preschool, they might preschoolers might break into the office and take <laughs> take this place over. Yes, uh, uh, so it keeps it real. Like this is the church during the week is always really loud. Yeah, like our window looks directly out onto the playground. Both of our offices, so we hear all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if our toddlers are having a really hard day, you also will hear that on the podcast. Yeah, and you'll learn to tune it out just like we do. That's right. I don't even hear it anymore. No, like if people are in my office, I don't even know. But Antoine says the mics don't pick pick up some of that stuff. So yeah, so fingers crossed. Yeah, but church chat. Uh, so yeah, so. I, I we want this to not just be me and you, right? But we'd love to have church people, uh, non-church people, which sums up everyone in the world. Yeah, we're gonna have guests. Guests, we're gonna have. <laughs> we will I, have. We guests. have more inputs on my little soundboard here, so, so we could have. Yeah. We could have four people on on our little church chat. So some weeks it'll be yeah, some weeks will be theology, some weeks will be Bible, some weeks will be top ten dishes of the church potluck, uh, things mm-hmm. that are going on in the life of the church, a little bit of everything. So if you're like, what goes on at Maitland Presbyterian Church? This is the podcast for you. Yeah, or or if you know the uh, tens of people who will listen to this have <laughs> any uh, suggestions, things you want us to hear, you want to hear us talk about. We would be happy to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll talk about this week, a little bit of the church, just to get us started. And maybe by next week, we'll have a, a guest. Bold. It's bold. We're going to we're gonna put it out there. Well, we'll grab someone out in the hall. <laughs> a preschooler. Yeah. <laughs> I like church. Um, that was my preschooler impression. That was good. Thanks. That was really good. We actually went to preschool here, for those of you that don't know us as well. Who haven't heard us say that. What? <laughs> Who haven't heard us talk Who about haven't heard us talk about here. that. We actually both went to preschool here. And we're pretty sure that the chair of the nominating committee who hired us, that her daughter was in your preschool class. Yeah, Tr- Tracy right? Chiracco was uh, uh, in, in, we were in preschool together. So, like, the chair of the nominating committee who hired us, who, like, recommended to the congregation to hire us mm-hmm. may have met you when you were, like, three. Yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, yeah. We'll, we'll get into more preschool stories at another day, because I've got okay. some good ones. Okay, so you want to talk about I don't want to use week. them up all, I don't want to use all of them up on the first episode. <laughs> Fair. 
<laughs> we do have a lot of preschool stories from here. All right, so we'll switch gears. What we did this week, uh, this past Sunday, we were really excited to invite Eric Gray to come preach. Uh, Eric is the director of the Christian Service Center, uh, which works with uh, the unhoused and people experiencing homelessness, especially in Orlando. And they have a couple other sites as well. But he's fantastic. Like if you haven't seen what the Christian Service Center does or heard about Eric Gray, you should go like stop listening to us. Go find something he's done. Or just listen to this on the way because it's, you know, easy. That's true. Or if you want to listen to this past week's sermon podcast, it would be him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did, he did an amazing job. He, he did. said that was his first sermon, which I could not believe. Yeah, he said usually he gets invited to do like a minute for mission. In yeah, thank people from our food drive. But uh... yeah, so he preached a whole sermon about homelessness and he had like three takeaways. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, yeah, they were there were three. There were three. The first one <laughs> so... was to, uh, uh, well, yeah, so what he. Uh, he put them at the end, right? So you right. had a lot of build up to but there them. Were a couple, there were a few great ones, but one of the things I liked, he talked about volunteering consistently. Yeah. Like if you're going to volunteer um, with his program, with any program, it's better to volunteer once a year than to like volunteer for a whole day and then never show up again. Yeah, like, because it's that consistent relationship that helps you, I think as a person, stay like, you know, uh, uh, flexible and, and growing and stuff, right? Yeah, that was what I, that's one big thing I took away. He said to subscribe to the Orlando Sentinel. So we also will tell you, dear listener, listener, singular, yeah. <laughs> to subscribe to the Orlando Sentinel. Which, you know, I think we should get a subscription at the church. I wonder how it, like, it would be cool That'd to be have, cool. like, uh, the paper every day in the, one of the rooms. People come in and read the paper together. You could, like, sit on your couch in your office and read the paper. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd, be, that'd be cool. Yeah, no, the Orlando Sentinel is really important um, as a local news media. And he talked about the importance of local news and holding our leaders accountable. Yeah, and that once it's gone, it's gone forever. No one else will ever step in to fill that gap if it right. goes away. Now we pause here for a moment because our preschoolers are having a hard time yeah. on the playground. Oh, yeah, it's tough. Him. It's it tough is. to be a preschooler. It is tough. You have no money. Mm-hmm. You have You have no transportation. Yeah. It's just hard. It's hard all the way it around. It is. It really is. But it's easier here at Maitland Presbyterian Preschool. That's true, because it's great. And his third point was just to get your news from varied sources, that if you're getting yeah. everything from one source, uh, you're not getting an accurate picture of the world. And especially, w w I think his big, his big point about homelessness mm -hmm. was that it's a housing problem, not uh, a mental health problem, not an addiction problem, that it's just because in the cities with the worst homeless problems is are, are they have the highest cost for housing and i think right here right. in orlando it's, it's gonna we're gonna be worse than la at some point because we have the lowest wages and a one-bedroom apartment costs eighteen hundred dollars a month right so low low wages and the low and then expensive housing and not not enough affordable housing can lead to just an explosion of the homeless population in your community. You know what we should have done? We should what? just listen to his sermon and like talked about it, you know. <laughs> just in like pause, let's listen. Yeah. We will have to do that. We, it, was, it was awesome. I don't want to do that for our sermons though, because that would be awkward. No, that would be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but he was great. We'll definitely listen to Eric's sermon. Um, yeah, he was, was great. Awesome. And then after church, we did a little service project together. Um, we One of our members, uh, Cheryl Anderson, runs Compassion Corner which is on the property at the Christian Service Center, and they work with the homeless population here in Central Florida, what, too. What's that? It's, it has a category for what they do. Oh, it's like, not like a front entrance or like a welcome a wel mat. Like a or welcome something. center it's, or yeah, something, right? Yeah, it's like a welcome center. So, meaning they don't, they they pri primarily welcome in the homelessness and do like initial um, yeah, evaluation of what they might food need. Coffee, food, Bible study. Worker. Yeah, there's a social worker. I, we, we've, we've spoken to them a couple times, and yeah. they're a very engaged audience. Yeah, they're wonderful. Yeah. 
So the bags we made were for people who were sleeping on the street at night. So it had like bug spray and flashlights and ponchos and yeah, not because we want people to stay on the street, but as a way to help them until they you know, can or would like to come inside. Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh, that was the other thing you said about that, that homelessness is like a nuclear meltdown. That yeah. It's, it's uh, and we're just spoiling the sermon for anyone who hasn't, you know. <laughs> and we're doing it much poorer than he did. So yeah, go watch great. the sermon. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that it's when everything goes wrong and you don't have any any right. support uh, or choose not to use the support that you have. Yeah, it's not that one thing went wrong; it's thirteen things went wrong. Yeah. Not just that you lost your job, but that a bunch of stuff happened. Yeah, that leads that leads to losing your housing. Yeah. So it was great. It was. So it was, was nice Eric to have on him. Sunday. And we, we had that. And because it was Eric coming in, uh, we wanted everyone to hear it once. We had a one service Sunday, right? Yeah, we did. And the sanctuary was full except for the first three pews, which apparently you cannot touch. <laughs> it's especially the first three pews on the side where Dave and I sit, which makes it a little more personal <laughs> feeling. <laughs> like, do I smell? Like sometimes they sit farther up on the right side, but we always sit on the left side and you look behind us and it's like three or four empty rows and then everybody. But on like a normal Sunday, Jim and Marvell are always right behind us. They are. They weren't here this week. Yeah. That helps. Jim and Marvell sit close. Oh, good old Marvell. I know. We love her. She's, She's one of our like saints of the church. Is she, might, is she our oldest member now? She might be, but I don't know that we want to like She's talk proud about of people's it and she ages. Bowls. Yeah. She bowls every week. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Right? I hope I'm bowling. Well, I'm not bowling now, so I don't know why I'd be bowling. <laughs> I'm take I'm up bowling bowler. at 90. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this before. <laughs> Let me start now. Yeah. I hope I'm very active uh, you know, into my later years. Absolutely. Because I feel like already it's like, oh, my knee hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So what were we doing? Oh, the ones. Yeah. So one service. That one was service. nice. Yeah. And uh, and people hung out after and. Oh. They did. They got to talk to Eric and he recommended a book. Um. Oh. Oh, it was called Homelessness is a Housing. Homelessness is a Housing Problem. Yeah, yeah. So they were talking to him about that too. Yeah. And that was Sunday. Wednesday was also great. What we do on. Oh, that was yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was Ash Wednesday. <laughs> yesterday was Ash Wednesday. That was great. So so every uh, every year for the past, what, like four years now? Yeah, because we started it the year before COVID, and we're three yeah. years kind of into that chaos. Yeah. So we just hang out on the front porch of the church all day from 8 to 5. Yeah. And have people drive up or, you know, drive, park, and get out. And we do an outside, come as come whenever you want, uh, uh, Ash Wednesday service. Yeah. And it was, we had 80 people this year. We did. Yeah. And uh, it was it was awesome. It is really great. And we like it. We get to be outside all day, which we like. Um, but we like, we get to pray with people. So when we do the ashes, I love that part when we get to yeah, do Yeah, what was like the, the, the best uh, experience you had yesterday? I mean, that, well, these were like personal things people were sharing. Right. <laughs> but it's it's powerful to have, you know, we it sounds weird to be like, we don't get to pray with people a lot. We pray in church and we pray with people privately, you know, in a counseling session in our office. But to pray with 80 different people in one day, because we always say after we do the ashes, how can we be praying for you? And it always like catches, sometimes if they, they yeah. don't know what's coming, it like catches people off guard. Yeah. And so sometimes yeah. people, you know, some people are like, I'm, I'm good. But the majority of people share really honest like really honest and open stories from their lives. Yeah. And um, that's something we take really seriously, that someone who's never met us, because we, we do ashes for a lot of people we've never met, and they like really get to share openly their story and then our members too, and to get to pray together. And yeah. Yeah, and we pray right then. It's just really, it's really a special, a special day. It is a special day. I was exhausted. I think we went to bed at 8.30 last <laughs> night though. 
We did. I got text messages from people at like 8.30, 8.45, and I was already asleep. So this morning I had to be like, I was sleeping <laughs> at 8.30. Just all that fresh air all day. I was just, <laughs> that's too much. I cannot, I am an inside cat. Well, they, <laughs> you are an inside cat. <laughs> they say there's like different kinds of tired, like physical, emotional, spiritual, social, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. we were like all the tired last especially night. Especially socially tired. That's, that's a lot of yeah. compassion and... <laughs> If you don't know me, that's not my first language. Uh, I do feel, I do love people, but, you know, smaller doses. So that, that was... that There's was a lot of peopling for you. Yeah, but it was awesome. I, I loved all my different interactions I got to have with people and people going through a lot of stuff. They are. You know, and it's 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 great to be able to... You know, that's why I love Ash Wednesday, because it's like, you know, the, the words we say are just a... a ancient version of you gonna die you're gonna die and yeah. so we tell everyone you're gonna die and they're like yep i'm gonna die and yeah. then we talk about you know what really matters because in that light which that's why i love it that, yeah i love that too it's the one day i read somewhere ash wednesday is the one day that we're honest and that the church especially is really honest um about things that nowhere else in our lives are we honest about that we're all going to die someday and that we're all sinners. Yeah. And we spend all the rest of our time trying to like cheat death and pretend that we have it all together and we're perfect. And on Ash Wednesday, we like put this cross on our forehead and are publicly like, I totally understand that I'm just one step closer to dying today than I was yesterday and that I'm a total mess. Um, but I also love it because we should be like smiling when we walk around the cross on our head because what we know because of who Jesus is, is that we're forgiven and we're promised eternal life and that you know, it's those things are not like these, they're not the final word in our lives. Absolutely. That's really well said. Uh, so this year we had found a new liturgy too, where when people take the cross off their forehead, they can wash it off oh, yeah. um, and remember their baptism, which I thought that was cool. Like, yeah. when, although that was something. So in church, a lot of the times we say, remember your baptism. And it's a, a pastor way to say, remember that you were baptized, that you've been like claimed by God. Yeah. But we baptize infants a lot in the Presbyterian church, most of the baptism. So it, I it, said that a few times. Did you get that too? I'd be like, remember your baptism. And people were like, I can't remember my baptism. I was a baby. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, right. Of course. Yeah. But, but I think saying remember that you are baptized isn't as poetic as it's not, remember your baptism but it caught like several people when yeah. i would say like so when you wash it off tonight remember your baptism so it kind of made me feel like we should change the wording because it's kind of like when presbyterians say um, i was at table oh my gosh don't get us started <laughs> on at table yeah don't say at table you're at the table let's just have a minute if any of our presbyterian <laughs> colleagues our clergy colleagues are listening hi jody uh, <laughs> I don't think Jody says at table. Well, no, I mean he's the only person who listens oh, to us. Oh, he's the only one of our colleagues that yeah, we listen, yeah. right? Maybe. But but where where did at table come from? I don't know. Because so we should explain if you're not, you don't probably don't run in circles that we run in, which is mostly. <laughs> you mean super cool people like who wear cool clothes on a lot Sunday? Of people who work in Presbyterian churches, but um, the table is the communion table, and so when we say at table when we say at the table we're talking about being at the table in the church but like a the lot communion of table. a lot of people say at table when jesus was at table no he wasn't at table he was at the table or at a table or you right. know at, at that table why does at table i don't know it's like you know it's like when you're learning you know doing language on duolingo and it's like <laughs> hold on why does that word need a the but other yes. words don't need a the yeah so i i just you know i just like to put i think we'd both like to put our little stamp of approval on let's not say at table let's anymore say at let's table. say at the table how's your duolingo going 
Uh, I'm 187 days, my streak. I had nice. to use a streak freeze this week. How's, Ooh, how's yours? Yeah, uh, I have used streak freezes. I have not this week. I've done it every day. What's your number? I think 196. Ooh. Yeah. I'm never going to catch up because I don't want to catch up because that would mean you would have to zero for me to right. catch up. Right. That would I, that would break my heart. That would. <laughs> like that would be that would be a real like year ruiner, really. <laughs> yeah. Right. That would be yeah. a real loss. So Dave's doing French and I'm doing Spanish. Mm-hmm. We. Oui. <laughs> but I feel like at this point, my conversations are pretty limited, even 196 days I in. I feel so smart doing Duolingo. Yeah. And then I hear someone actually speaking French and I'm like, I don't know anything. Yeah. yeah. Same. Could, I, could you slow down and talk about how the table is green? Yeah. <laughs> the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, it's, I, I had an opportunity to talk to one of our partners in Nicaragua this week, and she was speaking in Spanish, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try this, but I realized just how limited my Spanish is, that I was basically able to be I like, mean, you held your own pretty your well. sons? They are good? Great. <laughs> like, that was pretty much all I had. I, 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 you, you did pretty well. Oh, well, thanks. It was, speaking of tiring, like, it's tiring, though, to get your brain to do that. Gives yeah. you like a real sympathy for people who immigrate here and know English, but how exhausting it is day to day to be living in a culture where your language is not the first language that's that you speak. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Super rough. Yeah. So we had Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday, which is the beginning of Lent. Yes. Why don't you talk about what Lent is in case someone does, is like, hmm, what's Lent? Oh, oh, you kind of put me on the spot here. I should have prepared more. <laughs> I mean, it's just the season leading up to Holy Week. Right. I don't know what Lent means. Uh, uh, as much but uh um yeah yeah so the 40 days not including sundays leading up to easter right when uh it's kind of kind of like a really old tradition like a liturgical tradition like kind of catholic-y uh um that that we we protestants have kind of been like yeah we're gonna do that too um (laughs) yeah and we don't do we don't do Sundays in case you're new to Lent. We don't Lent is not included in the forty days uh, because those are like mini Easter's they call them. Like yes. on Sundays we remember that Jesus rose from the dead, so we don't like pre- prepare for Easter or grieve on on Sunday about Jesus's death because. But we Presbyterians don't do much grieving. Period. No, we're kind of a positive people. Yeah, we want, yeah, like, eh, that sounds, that sounds sad. So you can't, if you're doing Lent, though, and we do, like, you'll see there's purple in our sanctuary this week, because that's the color for seasons of preparation, which Advent and Lent are two big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a time, you could, some people give something up, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, our only thing, probably word of caution, is if you're giving up something because you want to give it up to lose weight, that's not a Lenten discipline, that's a health discipline, which is good, but, you know, maybe don't. Don't give, don't give up like sugar because you want to lose weight and then be like, oh, I'm being really spiritual. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but what if it's something like, okay, so for instance, my uh, thing I'm giving up for Lent is something that I originally gave up for uh, a New Year's resolution. Okay. But I didn't do so good with it. So I'm like, well, Lent, I'm going to, I'm going to give another shot. It's your Lenten one. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So mine is eliminating shopping as a hobby. Okay. And... I already broke it a lot for New Year's, and I actually already broke it. He says in February. <laughs> oh, no. And and I, I realized it yesterday. I woke up, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get back on this. And then yesterday and today, I had to uh, uh, make two purchases online for, for work and for home. But I'm like, oh, I can't even do that. But it's, I think it's it's annoying if someone's like resolution or their, their Lenten discipline, like, 
inconveniences other people. Like, I didn't oh. know that you were doing it for Lent. Okay, so this morning I asked him to buy ant poison ant on uh, ant traps on Amazon because some tiny sugar ants have found their way from our attic into our pantry, which, you know, you, we've seen, only seen like 20 ants so far, but experience tells me yeah. <laughs> that if we don't deal with it in the next 24 hours, there'll be thousands of ants in our pantry. And, and I honestly but I didn't no... know you had given up shopping. I wouldn't have asked you. Well, I, thank you. But You're welcome. But I, I had already decided, like... I'm, I'm not going to make this an inconvenience on you. Okay. And I'm not going to, and like, you know, I had to, a, a TV for for work came in broken, so I had to order another one. I'm like, that doesn't count. I'm, right. And it's not shopping as a hobby. But then where it got me, though, is, <laughs> is like, well, it'd be great if it be same-day delivery. So I'm like, well, I need to buy some more stuff to get the same-day delivery. And it, it wasn't quite adding up. So now I'm like, ugh. I mean, that and makes it, it sense because was... that felt... I felt like some some stress in our home this morning when yes. I was like, I, I thought it would just be a quick thing. Like I was making our son's lunch. He was like, what can I do? And I was like, oh, could you order ant traps? And then it was like, well, I have to get up to the free shipping. And it seemed stressful. So that makes more it sense. It was. It was. Because I wanted it to not be something that I wanted. Okay, that all makes sense now. But I want it to be something we needed and not something, yeah, anyway. So, so I think so, what I would take away from this for you, dear listener, and your relationships is if you're making a Lenten discipline of giving something up, <laughs> tell the people who live in your home. Don't keep it a secret. Because it's very hard for us to support you in your Lenten disciplines if we don't know. That's a good, that's a really good point. I think another good point about uh, Lenten disciplines is uh, if you screw up on day one, guess what? You get to try again tomorrow. Yeah. Like it's it's not like it's not about it's not being perfect, right? That's all you know. Lent and and all of Christianity is about. Right. You're not perfect. You actually are so far from perfect that uh, some really big things had to happen to, yeah. uh, to 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 set you on the right path. Oh, I love that because we can like make an idol out of anything, right? And so mm-hmm. be like, I'm gonna do this thing perfectly during Lent, and then we screw it up, and we're like, well, forget it. Yeah, it's well, over. bring on the ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy all the things. Yes. Like, just keep trying. Yeah. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. So, Lent, yes. Yeah, so, so period, how about you? Are you is there Easter. anything you're giving up for Lent? I haven't Lent? decided yet, which I need to, because today's the first day of Lent, so the clock's ticking. And some people give things up, and then other people um, uh, add, add things. things in. Thanks. Yeah. Other people add things in. Um, and so, that's something else you can do. You could say, I'm not going to give something up, but I'm going to volunteer or, like, mm-hmm. some people in our church, with, including us, are reading the Bible in one year. Um, yes. <laughs> so hard tell us how you're feeling about our bible in a year program. oh my gosh why do they have to put all the worst books at the beginning the torah you mean careful <laughs> easy <laughs> it's just so it was great just the past few the past few weeks and i got behind a couple days so like that'll get doing to two days worth of readings if you get behind night. in leviticus like it's just it's really hard to catch leviticus up. was actually surprisingly better than i thought it was going to really? be it was and because I thought that I liked Deuteronomy better, and there is a lot more, like, really good, like, memorization stuff in Deuteronomy, okay. but there's also a lot of, like, surprise, it's Leviticus <laughs> in Deuteronomy. Okay. And and that, that really, you know, and then the the last of it with, you know, Moses's farewell diss track against His Israel. His song is really long. It's, it, it's, yeah, and I think we always do it at night, and it's a great way to get to sleep, but I'm really looking forward to getting to the stuff that's, like... And yeah. now we're in Joshua, which is like, you know... A bloodbath. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, this is where we justify colonialism with. Oh, yikes. Um, yeah, so it's... Yeah. But, you know, there's still good stuff. Yeah, Old Testament gets, it gets to it gets be a, a lot. little dark. It gets a little dark. But... Uh, but we do have... I think there's probably 30 people in the church who are reading the Bible in a year with us, which is yes. really cool. It is cool. So we do a little Bible study on Wednesdays and... 
like this week, um, there's a name that came up in the reading um, that they're referring to as a person. And we were like, wait, who is this person? Where'd they come from? And we learned together that was referring to Israel. Oh, the the thing in Moses' diss track. Yeah, in Moses' diss track where he's trying to, is it, it's like just... Jeshurun. Jesh- yeah. Turns out that's Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Which we couldn't decide if that was like a, a real name or if it, they made it oh, up because yeah. it rhymed. It rhymed, In the yeah. Hebrew. <laughs> it's like, what rhymes with Rosherin? Jeshurun. Yeah. Um, oh man! But it's been good. It's been good it to read been. through it. Yeah. What What have you really taken away from doing it every day? Um, I think it's it's been a really long time since I spent substan- substantial time, especially in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Like we preach from Genesis and Exodus, and then you kind of like scoot over a few <laughs> into mm-hmm. prophets. Uh, so it's been a long time since I've been in those books really much at all. Um, and I think like when you have to read through them slowly like that, it it sets up what's happened. Like everything just sets up what's going to happen next in such a powerful way. Yeah. Um, and, and that's been really good. Like when we're reading about Joshua and, you know, about to take the people into the promised land and everything that that's going to mean. But when you've been reading forever about him stepping into Moses and Aaron's role, and I mean, just when you realize like yes. whose shoes he's filling and how long they've been waiting for this moment and what lies ahead of him and how dangerous what he's about to do is. And then God says, do not be afraid. Like mm-hmm. it just carries so much more weight than when I've, re- I've read that verse a million times out of context. Right. Um, but reading it in the context where you feel like you've been like reading the Levitical law and then the wandering and you know, all of it. Um, or we had an interesting conversation about tattoos too, related to some of this reading this week. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was, yeah. Going, but I, I want to say with, with the, the Joshua thing, I really yeah. resonate with that because yeah. it is like watching, you know, a sequel without having seen the first movie, if you just yeah. try and jump right into to Joshua. Yeah. So I'm taking a lot more out of it, even though I'm admittedly excited about getting past yeah. uh, it. <laughs> uh, but but it, it is much better. I totally agree. Yeah. But it's yeah. like when I tried to watch the Top Gun sequel, and I admittedly had not seen Top Gun. And so I could tell it was like a million winks back to the original Top Gun, but I was not in on the inside joke. So it was just like, okay, they're just flying around, and then it's over. I don't see how that movie got nominated for Best Picture. Like, like they did some really cool technical things. Right. But it's it's not good. Yeah, unpopular opinion. I wasn't crazy about that movie. Like, it was amazing, beautiful. Like, the things they yeah. did, because, you know, that, that was the whole reason they made it. But it kind of ticks me off when people... Like, Hollywood people make these movies because they want to do something technical. Right. And they totally neglect, like, the most important thing, which is the cheapest thing, which is the script. Right. You know? So. Yeah. We're not impressed. But you talked about the the tattoo, our discussion about prohibitions against tattoos. We're (laughs) We're all over the place. Yeah. 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 That part was interesting. There's stuff like that you hear that some people say, like, it's wrong to get a tattoo. And, you know, it's probably somewhere in, like, the Levitical laws or the Old Testament or Deuteronomy. Um, and this time we were digging in and we learned together um, that some of that might have been there was some like branding or um, tattooing of this um, when they were enslaved in Egypt. That was how they marked you as property of the Pharaoh, essentially. Mm-hmm. So now that they've been freed by God um, out of slavery in Egypt, if they were to voluntarily give themselves a tattoo, that would kind of like, I don't know, d- yeah, diminish what put God Put in that done. same slave mentality, which, yes. which, which Moses was trying to and God was trying to break them of. Right. But they'd. Never quite, never quite got there. Yeah. So that might be less applicable in our current, like current world. So basically, if you want to get a tattoo, I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I took away from it. 
Although, although getting a tattoo is no longer as rebellious as it used to be, because so many yeah. people have tattoos. Be like, I'm rebelling because I don't have any tattoos. Yeah, it feels kind of weird to not have a tattoo. What now. tattoo would you get? I don't know. That's I think that's the big thing keeping me from getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly put some thought into this. I don't know. Like, I would like. I would actually think it'd be fun to have a tattoo, but I don't know what I get. For a while, I was talking about getting a, a, all, every dog I've ever had, like their yeah. portrait tattooed, and like kind of like a you know, some kind of cool sleeve thing on my arm. But then I realized, like, I don't like my dogs. <laughs> I love the old dogs from yeah. the past, but <laughs> Stella is not going on my arm. I remember that day because Stella had been particularly terrible. I think it was the day she, like, okay, so she pooped all over the house. Um, she, like, got ate something that made her sick, and we left for work, and we came home. Well, Dave came home by himself. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And there was poop everywhere, but there's always a good thing. Tell him what happened. So, so came home. Big pile in the kitchen. <laughs> but luckily, we have a Roomba. Yes. And the Roomba was elsewhere in the house. So the Roomba had already run. Yes. And then she made a mess in the kitchen. But like, that would have been. If the timing the, had been different by 30 minutes, the, house down. the Roomba would have run through it and then run. All over the house. But that is one of the times that I hated the dog. But actually, yeah. no, I, it was it was before. You decided then. before then against yeah. the dog's sleep. I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't want this dog on my arm. <laughs> I love her, but I hate her as much as I love her. Stella was our pandemic puppy. Yeah. So we got her in a moment of confusion early in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this kind of went off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Church Chat for this week. This is why we'll have guests. <laughs> so yes, yes, we will have guests. If you'd like to come on Church Chat, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to do it. Yeah, so our, our contacts are uh, come up and talk to us at church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get in touch with us. We'd love to have you on Church Chat. Thanks for listening to our first podcast back, the Maitland Presbyterian Church Podcast. We'll see you later. Okay.